This, this, this is straight, straight, straight out of Crumpton with your host, Greg Crumpton. And we're back with another episode of Straight Out of Crumpton. I'm Tyler Kern, and of course, I'm joined by the man himself, Greg Crumpton. Greg, good to talk to you, man. Hey, good morning. Happy Friday. Um, hard to believe it's Friday again. It, it it's uh, again. We talked last uh, what last week. We talked, and it's like, man, I can't believe how quickly the year's flying by. And then here we are on another Friday. So it's uh, it's definitely clicking, and uh, but super great time of year to be out and about. So good to talk to you as always and uh, looking forward to having some fun this morning. I am looking forward to it as well. It's a great way to kick off a Friday. And if you're not listening to this on a Friday, well, you know, just imagine it's Friday and uh, maybe your day will uh, will go smoother or something along those lines. But we are thrilled to be back uh, with another episode with another fantastic guest. Today we have Rich Malachy. He's the CEO of Malachy Parts and Service. Rich, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, Tyler, Greg, thank you guys so much for having me. Really appreciate uh, the invite. Well, it's going to be a blast, uh, Rich. You know, we we talk on this uh, ep- on these episodes on this podcast about how we meet people and how we journey around and how different people cross your lives at different times and how those things all kind of like intermesh and what have you. And I just was thinking about when uh how you and i became aware of each other was i I guess through linkedin and hvac um two of my my favorite things and um you know i I think i reached out and said hey i'm coming to jersey you want to get together and 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 you graciously accepted the offer and we had a breakfast one morning and uh, just kind of stayed in touch and Love to see what you are doing with the Maliki Cares program and uh, just really anxious to share that with, with our 26 plus 1 million listeners uh, that are that are just waiting with bated breath to get this thing kicked off. So welcome and um, tell us a little bit about you and Maliki and how the whole thing came together and, and kind of, you know, just a, kind of a bio on you and the company. Yeah, sure. So, uh, Rich Malachy, uh, as, as Tyler stated, uh, CEO of Malachy Parts and Service, we're a family business uh, going back to the mid-80s where my dad kind of uh, uh, just threw on some boots and some pants one day with a tool belt, quit his job, hit the road, never told my mother that he quit his job, asked my uh, my grandmother for $10,000 for a van and, and to you know load it up. And he started just handing out cars to McDonald's and Burger Kings and local colleges and that's kind of how he really built this thing up day in and day out. You know, the no vacations, no days off, as you know, you see a lot of that hustle stuff. My dad was one of the original hashtag no days off guys. And, um, you know, instilled that, in, you know, in me early on. And I came into the business uh, right through high school. I was, you know, working here, putting parts on shelves and doing whatever he asked me. And, you know, went to college for a little stint. It was not for me. And I was kind of juggling being here, being at a, college and it just wasn't wasn't fitting so told my father he wasn't happy but i came in here full-time learned the business inside and out operational was a technician i I never call myself a technician but i was i was on the road for several years with uh some of the lead senior guys you know uh changing out fry pots and motors and all that good stuff but operational stuff and strategies and all that stuff is what really interested me about the company and the business so really flew you know kind of started to soar in in that in that uh, direction but uh 
Back in uh, 2017, my sister and I were finally through a succession plan, able to take over uh, ownership, second generation through the succession. And uh, we uh, were, were changing things uh, dramatically here through technology, putting people first, hashtag Maliki cares. You know, it's more than just the hashtag we always talk about here in the building. It means communication. It means caring for each other and for, their, and for our employees' families first. You know, because if we take care of each other first, we could take care of our customers. So that's like number one here on my list. And, um, you know, we're focused on commercial food equipment service, uh, cooking, refrigeration, dishwashing, some some HVAC. We dabble in that and, uh, you know, hitting, hitting national chains and hospitals and corporate dining. And we're uh, blessed through uh, through this pandemic to have come out of it, I think, a little bit stronger. And, you know, well, sites are set on 2021. We're here strategizing, uh, figuring out what's next. So. Um, people say 2020 was uh, their worst year, but you know I'm looking at it like a real eye opener for us to have been able to get things under control, focus on some of the inner things that we couldn't, inventories and different things of that nature, and we're we're ready to rock. So, well, that that's a great story. I'm uh, I, I do uh, take offense to one thing though. You said um, uh -oh. you you said way back in the mid 80s. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, a long time ago. I, I was uh, I was on mute laughing because I was thinking, damn, that that is a long time ago. But it was yeah, funny. I mean, listen, and, and I say that you know, but I am an '80s baby. So I was, I was yeah. born in 1981. I was a December baby, so right at the well, end of the year. But. I got out of high school in '82, so I appreciate that. But it's funny because uh -oh. uh, yesterday I was up in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, on my way to the airport. Uh, I swung by my my grandmother's old house just to see if it was still there, and uh, so I was uh, sent a picture of that to my uncle, and I said, "Hey, here's the house you grew up in," and we had a good laugh about that. He said, "I can't believe you know you remember all that," and I'm I'm like, "Yeah, I, you know, I spent a lot of quality time with my grandparents there," and he said, "That was 45 years ago." I went, "Holy crap!" So. Um, I guess it's a, a, a good week for the aging. So, well, you know, you I, I love the fact of how you uh, just addressed the, the weirdness of 2020, as Barbara Walters would say, because it has been a weird year for a lot of people. Uh, you know, unfortunately, through uh, some people have lost their jobs, some people have lost their their loved ones and, and spouses through COVID. And, yeah. you know, I, I think to your point, you know, you just got to make the, I always say make chicken salad out of chicken poop. And, um, you know, it sounds like you guys have really done that and, and what you've been doing on social, I've been watching, um, pretty, pretty darn impressive with, with how you're kind of retooling and just, uh, I think the, the message hits me and, and this may or may not be how you're intending it, but it's mm -hmm. like you're, you guys are getting your house in order, ready to like, launch the rocket that's how i feel 100 100 okay, cool. yeah and, you know covid like you said it's been it's been a horrible thing for, for so many families but um you know for you know it's all perspective and you know you know thankfully you know and our families our, our employees everybody's been healthy through this so i'm thankful for that and yeah i mean it's, it's really given you know an opportunity to really you know, because you know, you always hear the you know, you got to work on your business, not in your business, and that gets hard when you're when you're in the service business. You know that probably as good as anyone. You know, when the when these fires start hitting you, you know, you become the firefighter, and before you know it, it's seven o'clock at night, and yeah. I didn't do anything I wanted. But this kind of slowed the world down, so we were able to 
dive in, look at some things, uh, implement uh, new technologies that we're getting ready to roll out. <clears throat> and, you know, we just talked yesterday about having inventory on our vans. And, and we do have inventory, but it's not the way it should be. So we can get these first visit fixes. So we could, you know, start handling our key accounts more properly. And this is the time to, you know, there's still time left for anyone listening. There's still time. You have months left before 2021 to get the house in order. So, yeah, good, good point. Um, it, you know, the, the whole COVID thing, I was, I was working on some numbers this morning for my, my, uh, my job at Service Logic. And, you know, it's still impressive to me the, the, few cases that we have had as a company and we have over 3,500 employees and wow. um, the number of cases we've had is, is really spectacular. And I give a whole lot of credit to our, our, our presidents and our operating managers that um, man, they, they have embraced it. You know, we, we kind of live by, Early on, we're going to build a system to get through this. We build it, we've tweaked it, and it just continues to work. So super proud of, of our folks. And, um, you know, I know that's a big thing in, in your business, being in the restaurant and, and food service industry. Uh, COVID's a big thing right now for you and, and how mm -hmm. you've been able to work through it with restaurants closing and weird hours and how, how has that impacted you? Uh, what have you learned to do differently because of COVID just from an operational sense? I know you, you've talked a little bit about what you're doing at house, but how are you delivering differently? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely been challenging, you know, with, with restaurants here in New Jersey, specifically this market, you know, the governor, has, we're still at 25% capacity indoor dining right now. Yeah. I know a lot of the other the countries, <clears throat> most of it's, a lot of it's opened up in most places, but um, the, the latest statistic at a New Jersey restaurant association here is that 35% of restaurants are going to be closed by the end of the year because of this. And that's going to equate to about 10,000 restaurants that they say will probably never be able to reopen because the people that opened these restaurants put more, took second mortgages out and, and loans and different things that they'll never be able to pay back. So there's, there's just turmoil. Uh, I guess the way to put it through that for that, but for, you know, for us, the challenge was just getting the guys back to work. So we had to furlough some guys back in March, right through April. And, uh, we started bringing everyone back. Uh, everyone came back by June. And I think, you know, I, we always used to say that we're, um, you know, this is, this is you know, pandemic status, but we, we used to say that we're recession proof here. Turns out we're not pandemic proof. So, right. um, mm -hmm. But the, I think for us, you know, I've been focused on national chain accounts over the last few years, which I think is a big saving grace for us because they were kind of deemed as essential. Right. And so with that, you know, reaching out to the to the area directors that that I've built relationships with, you know, relationships are so key, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Just letting them know that we're still here, we're still operating. You need me, I'm here. Yeah. And you know, it wasn't really we weren't really adding on any new services. But what we did was we said no overtime rates. You know, these these restaurants need help. Um, so there's no overtime. We didn't we didn't start charging any, any overtime rates or double time rates until Labor Day weekend, uh, right awesome. after Labor Day, right after Labor Day weekend to soften all those blows. So they they knew they can call me. I let them know you call me eight o'clock at night. You're not getting hit with double times and triple time, whatever it might have been. It's all regular rate. And, you know, uh, you know, overnight, if we need to overnight stuff, I was incurring all the overnight charges just to keep things moving and keep my right. revenue. You know, listen, you know, it's, it's, it's marginal. So 
we we could we could we could absorb that for the for the time being just to keep things going. So the national chains, hospitals, another great great accounts that we have here, uh, obviously essential, and you know just just keeping uh keeping in touch. I mean that was the the main thing when when this really uh, hit was just to continue to stay in touch and let people know you're there. I think any companies that that were out there that were kind of went dormant or quiet and weren't putting stuff out online and weren't doing anything. I, th- I think it was probably a detriment to, to them as, as companies, individuals. I mean, we're right now is the time to uh, more than ever. And I talked about it throughout the pandemic and now's more the time of ever to start your media journey. If you were, you weren't going to do it before and show who you really are. Cause during these times it's, it's about people. Well, you know, even going back to the uh, breakfast that, that we had together, we, we both, I think felt like, you know, we're, we're kind of in the same industry as far as refrigeration and heating and what have you, but, you know, in two different veins of it, me more HVAC, you on the, on the fed side. And what, what, you know, I kept going back to was how, or, or kept remembering our conversations. The, our industries, plural, are, are so freaking slow to adopt, uh, and to adapt to change. Um, I really think this was an eye opener for a lot of people one way or the other. You you have people like you who are out there promoting and, and making the most of the product uh, of, of the situation. And then you have other folks who literally you didn't hear squat from, you know, from, as a company. And mm-hmm. it, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, after we come out of this, how, how those companies did the, the ones that, that, you know, you always have the guy that you know that you're like, man, I wonder why he doesn't get active on social or do anything. It'll be, it'll, it'll just be an interesting study to see how that, how that works out because I think, and, and we talked about this last week on our, on our uh, podcast as well. You know, we had uh, Mara on a friend of mine from from Charlotte, and we were talking about how to keep in touch during the pandemic and realizing that the telephone was a great device again. Uh, And like talking to people as opposed to just texting or email, um, we both found that, you know, it it had much more meaning than, than a text, you know, so. I think, uh, as you said, keeping in touch with people, um, let them know you're available and, and let them know that, Hey, this is hitting us too, but here's the, here's how we're here to help you. And, um, that that true transparency goes a long way. It does. It does. It's transparency is one of the big things I talk about all the time. It's what's going to make us, I think, you know, a better company down the line, especially with, with growth. But, you know, also through the through the Fed group, which I maybe we could talk about at some point, but I, I have, you know, close to 700 members there early on. I did something called Fed Chats with Zoom and we were just hitting different people, uh, CEOs, marketing, sales managers, everyone you could think of across the country just saying, you know, this is back in March, April, May. Hey, what are you guys doing? How are you faring in Chicago? How's, what's going on in California? You know, the guys down in Texas, uh, you know, we all knew what was going on with each other. It kind of gives you a sense of what's happening and maybe what's coming for your market. And it just kept people in touch. And then we did behind the scenes Friday night happy hours where I got, you know, nine, 10 people on a Zoom and we're all just, you know, chopping it up, having fun, talking, talking about business, life and everything like that. And uh, some really good relationships were formed uh, that way over over this, and I'm getting ready to start season two of the Fed Chat, so it should be interesting to see. 
Well, tell tell everybody what that is because um, it's really a cool thing you did, or yeah, I don't know if you did or redid, but it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. It's, uh, so FED stands for the Food Equipment Digital Disruptors. It was started to really build a community around my brand as I was, you know, putting out content online. I wanted to build a community and it turned into so much more. It really turned into uh, more like an events company that we're, that we're looking to, you know, we put on events. We put on a conference down in Miami just before COVID hit. And we're focused on putting the skilled trades, food equipment service, food equipment world HVAC refrigeration, everything that revolves around it on the map, you know, because there's there's not enough talk about what these guys and gals do and the opportunities, you know, especially in high schools and, you know, guidance counselors aren't talking about, you know, the commercial cooking industry. And, you know, we need to change that. So I feel, you know, we finally started to build this thing up and we had some momentum and we're going to start gaining more momentum back as we uh, get ready to plan for next year, late in the year, late summer, probably for the uh, Women's Fed Powerman event, where we're going to put women on center stage of the industry to talk about their journey into the trades, the opportunities they have, how lucrative it is, and just how rewarding it is, you know, the good, the people, I mean, I don't know if there's an industry with better people. I really don't because there's just this is an industry of of helping others. I mean, that's what we do all day. We're solving problems for other people. So that's that's what the the Fed is. It's a community of people that is uh, collectively coming together to put their voices more and more and more online, so we can start uh, going viral, as they say. We could we can't do it alone, but we could do it together. So that's really what Fed is right now. Well, it's really been fun to watch you uh, kind of develop and tweak and grow that thing. And I, I remember uh, thinking about your event in Miami and, and then you, you did get it in before COVID. So that was a good thing because I know you work really hard on the, the logistics and planning. Um, yeah. You know, that it, we all we, we a lot of times talk about skilled trades and, and how to in in influence people or, or, or coach people or lead people or drag people into this industry. Um, and Josh uh, Zoen did a really cool podcast with a young lady uh, who was a service technician because she's a second owner or second generation will be owner of her company. And uh, so she's working as a tech to learn the, the, I think she worked for one of the big four accounting firms for a while, didn't like that corporate life, and then went into the field as a service tech to learn her family's business. It's a cool, I don't know if you've heard that one with Josh or not, but it's, uh, uh, what is it? I don't think so. His podcast is the uh, Blue Collar uh, podcast, I think it's what he Yeah, Blue is the new white. Yeah, there you go. That was the name of his book also. So yes, if you guys get a chance to check that out, that was, that was a good one. But, yes. you know, I, I, uh, I see women in construction groups. I see women in technology groups. I see the 7 by 24 uh, group that, that's similar to Fed, but for data center uh, people, they have a women uh, a women's group. So what you're doing is really germane what's going on in the public right now. So you're, uh, that'll be fun to see how you pull up, pull that together. Yeah. And yeah. So what are you doing? Um, I, if I recall you are, have been going out and, and this is pre COVID, but going to high school career days and, and talking to these kids straight up one-on-one -on -one about what 
you know, life in a truck is kind of like, is that, is that, am I remembering that right? Yeah. No, I, I've been to a few. Um, I, I actually had some scheduled, uh, again, before this hit that in March, the end of March, I had some scheduled for Lincoln tech just to go talk to the graduating class at a couple of uh, campuses and, uh, just, you know, listen, it's just, just to plant the seed and let them know that, you know, you might be in class for HVAC, but there's other stuff. You know, there's roof, there's, there's you know, commercial refrigeration side, there's the cooking side, there's the dishwashing, there's other things. And uh, locally here in Bayonne, Bayonne is my hometown. It's where I, I went to that high school about two years ago to speak to a senior class. And uh, they, they don't really have a big uh, Votech uh, thing going on there, but they do have a shop class where they, you know, they have the kids doing some basic electric and some basic plumbing stuff. So I got to talk to them and I ended up hiring two young guys, Connor and Jamad. Um, a little over two years now, and they're they're starting to shine. So they're they're junior oh, techs, yeah, junior techs on the, on their own van, uh, doing installations, doing PMs, uh, running on service calls. And I'll tell you, you know, you you always hear, oh, these kids today with the work ethic. Let me tell you something: these kids never miss a day. I have to tell them to take a day. So yeah, there, there's definitely two schools of thought on that, and I'm I'm with you. I mean, our youth. Uh, we, we were all, whatever generation you happen to be, you were that group that was talked about by your elders of, you know, being worthless, lazy, whatever. But every group has, or every generation has a core of people who are just solid. And the, the job is to uh, get out and find them, interact with them, just like you're doing. And when you find them, nurture that, bring them into the industry, tell them about it, coach them, you know, it, it's such a great, great career. It is. Sorry. It really is. Um, and I, when, when I met these young guys, you know, they were just 18. They're, they're about 20 now. And I, I even had them come in with their parents. I said, listen, here's my card at the end of, at the end of the session we had. I said, come in next week with your parents. Let's sit down. Let me show them what this is all about. So everyone knows that this is legit on the up and up and, um, we, we've been, they've been part of the family ever since. So it's been good. Well, if, if we all would do what you're doing and what I've done in the past, we, we could help the skills trade gap, not solve it. But, you know, people say, well, what do you, how do you help fill that gap? I'm like, you find that kid, uh, that needs a, a direction and a career and, you know, you help bring them in, you drag them in, you, you one-on-one grassroots it. And, and that's about, you know, what I find works because yeah. it, it, it's not solvable in blocks of a thousand people. It's solvable in one-on-one relationships. It's that person, you know, that, that, you know, through work and their kid doesn't know what he wants to do or she wants to do. And so you, you just reach out and you start helping. And next thing you know, you, you've got like, you got two young men who are, are killing it. And that's how we backfill the gap. In my opinion. Agreed. hundred percent. We all start doing it. So tell, tell us, um, some of the cool technology you're, you're been working with. Are you like investing in the company as far as digitization of dispatching functions or barcoding or any, anything on the horizon that you find unique and cool? Yeah. So, I mean, in our industry, I think we've all, you know, in this, the food equipment service side, I think we've all been a little behind over the years and I'm guilty of it myself, but, uh, 
you know, and many people might think because they see me online all the time, I go, this guy must be light years ahead with technology. Well, I'm not, but I'm getting there. And, uh, you know, we just we just really fine tuned the tablets that we've had. Uh, and the, again, the pandemic gave us the time to really just sit here and figure it out and work out the kinks with our software company. And so we have we have the tablets rolled out onto all 15 tech vans right now. And, you know, right now we're with the inventory talking about barcoding. We are getting ready to do a, uh, a physical inventory here and barcode everything for the first time in history. And uh, with with that, it's you know obviously it's going to give our technicians that bird's eye view of what they have on their van, what they have in the warehouse. We can start having real conversations and not just uh, going from the gut. Because I grew, I grew up with my father and he was the guy that lived from the gut and it worked for him for a long time. But, uh, you know, as we grow and, you know, you start to get, you know, 10 guys, 14 guys, you know, and I have my sights set, you know, 20, 25, you can't go from your gut no more. So technology is going to be the the ultimate factor. One of the things that we're going to be uh, doing, implementing is XOI technology. Are you familiar with XOI? Very, very awesome. so, Yeah. So I just spoke with Aaron. Uh, I know Josh Zolan is a... Uh, a, a big uh, promoter for them and he uses that. So we're, we're just going to get the ball rolling. Uh, we're going to be implemented uh, next week. So my technicians are going to have this, this, you know, this field of vision, so to speak with these, with the tablets and being able to put these videos together with, you know, pulling all the data we need on the data plates, just pulling those models and serials, saving time. And uh, also just being able to assist, you know, each other in house with these videos that we're going to be yeah. compiling. And then, yeah. the, and then the customer gets that link to show the transparency. So it's all, it's all coming back to transparency and trust with, with technology. Oh, there it is, Tyler. It took, he, said, it, he said it. It took almost 26 minutes, but we got there. All right. <laughs> so, so, Rich, you win the daily award for trust um, because that word we have found comes up in every freaking conversation we have. And <laughs> it, it it depends on who's talking, but it... it I think that you're, you're about average. I think, you know, 20, 26 minutes might be about average of okay. where, where we go, <laughs> because it's so important, you know, uh, and, and spoiler alert, uh, Aaron's going to be on our podcast next week. So, oh, uh, oh, you got a great, great guest coming on then. Well, he, he's a good dude. I've known Aaron for several years now and we utilize his technology also at some of our companies. Um, and what what you just said is really really interesting because customers like it for a couple of different reasons technicians like it for a couple of different reasons but it's the same freaking platform but each each group likes it for its own benefit and uh, so tyler what it is is uh it, it's kind of like uh, an audio video real-time mm -hmm. chat uh, for technicians either communicating between each other, communicating with their supervisor, and recording video and pictures to share with a customer who doesn't ever want to go up on the roof. Interesting. They don't need to, or, or from a safety standpoint, they certainly don't need to. But, you know, if you got a, a 30 year old lady who runs a building and she looks in a professional manner, you know, to come to work, she doesn't want to climb a ladder to go see what a condenser fan motor that's faulty looks or sounds like. Sure. But through through this technology, 
you go up, you do your diagnosis, you record a link, you shoot it to her email or text, and she can see in real time what's going on up on the roof. So um, XOI is uh, definitely a, a cool tool and one that I'm super uh, fond of for, for communication. But that's really cool, Rich. I'm, I'm glad you guys are uh, embracing that. Um, the the and not to overhype Aaron because he'll get a big head, but um, they have a really solid group of people who who get the vision, no pun intended, but which is what their platform's called. But um, just really good people who who want to uh, promote the industry, and because Aaron comes out of a he comes out of a machine shop uh, yeah. life, you know, so. He's, he's been there. building. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's that that's cool. Uh, yeah. I, I can't, it, it'll be fun to hear your customers go. Wow. Cause uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I'm going to document a lot of the stuff that we're doing when we, when we get going. So yeah, that's cool. Well, that's exciting. Um, so what you, you said, your visions for growth, you know, as you, and we as, as, company owners in the service business, we kind of evaluate our growth by the number of trucks we have on the road. Sure. Um, and what are you, what are you doing you, uh, for, for, uh, for transportation? Are you buying new vans? Or are you yeah. be, yeah. And, and have you done anything like electric yet or propane or anything unique? Uh, I haven't the, yeah. the, the name of the game right now. I, and my father, man, so, you know, I have a lot of this old school stuff in me, uh, you know, mixed with the old school thinking, uh, with the new school thinking. So, you know, as the vans are getting older right now, I think I'm on my the last van I have right now with my guy on the road has about 270,000 miles on it. We, we try to get 300 every time. Yeah. And he used to go in and just pay cash back in the day. Like, yeah, it's dropped up. For me, I want to keep the cash in-house as long as I can. I've just been financing Ford Transits. Gotcha. and. Uh, yeah, so the guys like the Ford Transit, so we've been getting those new with the uh, the racks put in them, and it's been working out well uh, from from a business standpoint, from from uh, just you know maintenance on the road standpoint. The guys are taking care of them, and they're they're holding up really well. So, and the repairs for those Ford Transits, you know, they're not like uh, if you have one of those uh, Sprinters or something or Mercedes, you know, those uh, those could get those can get pricey. Um, from what I hear from, from other, other, other guys. Yeah. I've so. just been kind of watching to see, you know, as, as Tesla comes out with their pickup truck and, and what have you, yeah. I'm just really curious to see what the market's going to do from a, it, it, and a lot of it depends on, on where you operate geographically. You know, if you're in a, in an inner city environment, you know, battery could make sense. Um, if you're rural, you don't want to get stuck somewhere with no battery. Uh, so it's yeah. going to be fun to kind of watch that develop. And, and just like the battery industry, you know, is, is ever changing. So that's going to mm -hmm. be fun to, to fun to watch as well. Oh yeah. So Tyler, yeah. Tyler, what do you, what do you think about the food equipment, digital disruption? Uh, isn't that a cool name? I like that. I, I, I like that a lot. And one of the things I'm really curious about when it comes to, to rich, and I hope I'm not uh, assuming too much with this question, but Anytime there are family businesses, right? You, you've talked about how your dad liked to run things. He went by his gut, you know, and uh, he had some old school mentalities. It, is it is it complicated at all to come in as his son and then, you know, say, hey, you know, the way we've done things has been great, but we're also going to change some things. How do you manage that kind of 
transition in a way that you know that, that still communicates the heart of the company but also modernizes in a lot of ways great question yeah. that is a great question and i'll tell you so uh we probably need another hour but just to <laughs> just to talk about like my father and uh you I, you'd probably send me a therapy bill for that but um we growing up in a family business with my dad was just one word it was insanity and it was his way or the highway forever and ever and you know if i voiced my opinion we we would have you know and i would go home with him i had lived at home early on i'd have to sit at the table and he'd have to tell me why this is why we do things and don't go in the office make sure you don't go against me in the office and say things and i'm like i was just asking questions dad i don't you know so you know getting getting to the point of um trying to move the company along you know when I was sitting in here with him, I would say right up until 2010, it was all paper and pen. And we did not have a, a real software here. We had a, a, a I think it was called DAC Easy Accounting Software that we could really only do purchase orders and invoices in. There was there was no tracking of anything. And the, the schedule for the text was on a, uh, a piece of paper that he penciled in boxes and put job names under there with a service call tickets that we were handwriting as well. So I finally got him to understand that we need to start tracking things, Dad. We can't do this. So he, he uh, back in 2010, we put Davisware in. And uh, well, at the time, it was just S2000. And yeah, just the transition alone of, of that was like, it was pulling teeth. And man, I, you know, my dad's not involved in business anymore. In the business anymore, I would, I would, I wish he was. You know, still, still here to. And he's still, he's alive. He's down the Jersey Shore. He's just not involved anymore. But I would love for him to see how far the company that he, you know, built, uh, has come right. with, with the with the technology. But yeah, for for sure, it was uh, right up and right up until I was able to take full reins in 2017. I was not able to do the things I wanted until then. So, man, it's been it's been a journey. All right, here comes your therapy bill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's, there's, I, got, I got more. Well, there's a lot it's, more. <laughs> it's interesting because uh, one of the businesses that I'm involved with is a family business as well. I'm in business with my cousin and, and uh, wife uh, on a, a venture. And um, I like it because it's not high stress and it's not the HVAC service industry. We're, we're not a service company. So I you know, I think, you know, Tyler, if you think about the, the situation of the what what is the structure and what is the nature of the business, I think can have an impact on that familial uh, blend also. You know, if you're if you're a uh, defense attorney uh, and you're in a high stress environment versus if you're, you know, in a natural resource consulting role, different deal. So I, I think that, and I thought about that uh, prior to going into business with them, um, was would this cause a conflict? And, and the, the, the overwhelming answer for me internally was no, it wouldn't because we're not in that pressure cooker environment like Rich is and like I used to be of running, uh, you know, a mechanical service company. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. You know, and uh, I, I suppose I, 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 um, I've never met a, a father who doesn't believe that there's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. And so you can, you can always see the, 
you know, the conflict that could develop there, especially, you know, in this, in this sort of industry. And so, Rich, it sounds like you, you manage that really well and that the transition has been beneficial. And I'm really, uh, what I'm, what I'm really interested in hearing about is, is the content that you guys are creating now. You talked about, um, just being able to put yourselves out there on the internet and then doing more to share your message. What does that look like for you guys? And, and how do you, how are you sharing this with the, the brands that you're interested in getting in touch with? Yeah, I, I mean, it's just right right now. It's that we were doing a couple of different things where I do Tip Tuesdays, which is uh, just really me giving giving my uh, my gut feeling on certain things, and even stuff like the one of the last ones that really hit home was freight damage, because uh, a lot of service companies and and manufacturers, dealers, reps were all dealing with freight damage things. So I'm trying to hit these hard conversations, these hard topics that you know you don't really see or talk much about. So we're putting stuff out like that. We're, we're documenting a lot of the stuff that we're doing in house. And, you know, I'm tagging, I'm ta- of course, I'm tagging manufacturers that we're working with. I'm tagging manufacturers that I'd like to work with. And same thing with customers, you know, you're tagging them, you're, you're starting conversations. And, and, you know, if I could tell anyone that's listening, you know, don't do it with the, with the uh, intent to sell. Just do it with the intent to start conversations and build relationships. Yeah. All that other stuff comes with the territory. And I think that's a lot of what people want to know from me all the time. Like, what's the ROI? Well, you got to have patience. The ROI is going to come over time. This is, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, the, every all of these platforms are relationship building platforms. Consider it the bar, consider it the restaurant. You, you know, you go in, you're sitting down with people, you're talking to people, treat it the same way, treat it like real life. And that's that's the, the gist of what we're doing uh, as far as going back to transparency and trust, right? Uh, we're going back to that. We're building that every day and... You know, I, I almost wish that, you know, we, there was cameras and everything back when my dad was here because I don't even know if we could air a lot of that. But I mean, we, we used to fight. I mean, we fought. I had the he called the police on me to have me escorted out of the building one time. Uh, wow. Yeah, because we fight. He's like, oh, well, just long story short, you know, he was like, this is my business, pal. I'll have you escorted out of the building if I want. And I said, oh, yeah, do it. <laughs> so he did. Um <laughs> Be but careful yeah, what you asked for, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I went home that night and I was like, you know, he was like, he was like, I told you, I always win, son. I said, all right, dad. Um, that sounds but, like the most New Jersey conversation. And I love yeah. it. Yeah. I, my, my dad's from New Jersey. And so I've, I've heard a couple of those. Yeah. It sounds like a Sopranos episode to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, my dad. Oh, God. He, he would never, I don't think he would ever make it in this, in this business world today. He'd be locked up or lawsuits or something. Well, I, you know, it's, my, my dad was in this industry as well. And, um, what, you know, what those guys did, he was the first service technician hired by what is now a huge mechanical contractor, um, in Atlanta. And in fact, I went by their, their shop yesterday driving and was just blown away at how big it has become physically, you know, as far as their land and their lay down yard and what have you. But, you know, those guys were survivors, you know, they did what they had to do uh, to get the job done. And um, I I really appreciate that because I, I grew up rich, like you watching that, you know, just grinding it out, whatever it took, whenever it was or what have you. Um, I have a really good appreciation for that, but I also really enjoy the finesse that our industry is learning, especially on, you know, the, the, the soft skill side of when, when I see, 
younger technicians that are able to interact with our customers the right way and look professional and it's just, it's a dichotomy but it's a fun journey to think through as well yeah and i'll tell you the soft skill now that you mentioned that too uh so i don't know if you've i've I started uh, talking about we're not white collar, we're not blue collar, we're gold collar. We're gold collar and we have gold collar people. So through the Fed group, one of those things that we're going to be working on is a gold collar university where we're going to put things together, whether it's a course where we can put technicians through it for soft skills virtually, uh, for initially virtually, right, uh, to to kind of teach some of these soft skills because there's, there's a lack of that in the industry. And, you know, even, even though, you know, some guys might be extra great at it, some guys are just not. And uh, I think that's going to be one of the things that we're going to be focusing on through the Fed group too, trying to trying to build up that gold collar status. And that's what it all, it all comes back to um, who we are as individuals and how we treat people. So, well, I think that, you know, we were talking about trust and, and laughing about that word always jumps in because it, it is so important. I find that if somebody's able to communicate to me better, like if I have work done on, you know, a car or whatever, because uh, we're all consumers of something. And I find that when I'm addressed properly, and I'm, I'm not talking about it and being a snob, I'm just talking about to hear somebody delivering good information in a professional way that I can understand because I'm not a car mechanic. I just find that I gravitate, that trust seems to go quicker to that person. And so I think it's super important, and and we talk about that a lot at Service Logic of, of making sure that as our you know uh, the the apprentices and the helpers and all the young folks coming into the industry have to you have to work on that. It's not you know innate to a lot of people, especially they have this mindset of coming into the industry about you know it being one thing when really it's a it's a customer service role that uses tools instead of a tools role that also does customer service. That's kind of how I break it down mentally. Yeah, man, it makes sense. It makes it all makes sense. Too. So, well, Tyler, Rich, I, I know we're coming up on our hour and, uh, or our, our, the end of our, our time period. The, you know, Rich, I, you said a while ago, we could talk an hour. I, I do believe we could talk an hour more about a lot of stuff, but I uh, really do appreciate you coming on. Love to see what you're doing at Maliki and, and your Fed group and just the embracing of the younger generation, embracing of the technology and pushing our industries forward. Just a big, big attaboy to you, man. You're doing well, doing, doing right. good stuff. Means a lot coming from you, Greg. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, it, it'll be fun to continue watching and maybe uh, post COVID we can do this again and we'll see how, how it all how we all came out of this thing one way or the other. I, I would love it anytime. You just let me know when. All right. Well, Tyler, your, your, uh, your, your time to shine is here, my man. <laughs> this is, Oh, this, this is, is it. This is where you do such good work and <laughs> putting a bow on these episodes because I ramble like a crazy guy sometimes. And you know that, but you always are able to summarize, bow it up, box it up and, like look like christmas so <laughs> take us take us home brother well now that there's uh there's a ton of pressure on me 
Here we go. Well, Rich Malachy, thank you again so much for, for joining us, CEO of Malachy Parts and Service. And of course, you can visit their website, malachycares.com, M-A-L-A-C-H-Y cares.com. Make sure to go visit them and check them out. So Rich, thank you again for joining us here on this episode of Straight Outta Crumpton. It's been my honor. And if I could leave everybody with something, just be good to each other. Please be kind. Now is a good time for that message for sure, given everything going on in the world. Uh, Greg, we're going to be back soon with more episodes. Man, I can't wait. I already let the cat out of the bag with Aaron coming on next week at XOI and talking technology. And he's such a cool guy. And then the tie-in with Rich, is, it's going to be a blast. So look forward to it. Many more. Good, great job, guys. I really enjoyed this one. This is, It's been a good one. This has been a blast. So everyone, make sure you go subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you're not to stay up to date with the latest episodes of Straight Out of Crumpton or go to gregcrumpton.com. The man has his own website. So uh, make sure to go check those places out to stay up to date with the latest episodes. But until next time, for Greg Crumpton, I'm Tyler Kern. We'll talk to you again soon.